right, we are live. All right, welcome back to Subject to Change, everyone. Today is a very special day because not only are we discussing my favorite band of all time, I'm also joined in the studio by the one and only Rory. What's good? What's good? I was really hoping you were going to say your favorite person of all time, too. Well, you know, we can edit it. We can put that in, too. Oh, you're too um, kind. <laughs> thanks a lot for being here. It's really absolutely my it. pleasure. There's nobody else I want to talk foo about. So Absolutely. I mean, we can get into that later in the show, but you, I think, are the only person at Clark that I've met, at least, that's an avid Foo Fighters fan. Uh, I mean, like you said, they are my favorite band of all time, so... I only recently, like, I only got into them in, like, high school, but, mm-hmm. like, man, they're just so much fun. They are. And they're just so much so different, so. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think you can really meet somebody who doesn't like them. And, uh, honestly, if you do meet somebody that doesn't like them, I don't know if they're you worth know your them. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you should associate with them, if I'm going to be honest. I kind of agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what we're going to do today is, since the Foo Fighters have such an extensive discography, I mean, they just celebrated their 25th anniversary as a band last Holy year. Shit. So, they have nine Congrats. full studio-length albums. Um, so, what we're going to do today is play a song from each album... Some that I've picked, some that you've picked. Oh, yeah. Um, but we're going to play them in order. So the first song we're going to start with is going to be off their first record, and then we're going to go through time up to Ooh. their most current songs. Ooh, so you'll kind of get a little sample of like each of their albums throughout their 25-year Perfect. Um, Nothing else I'd rather do on a Tuesday night. Exactly. I, I completely agree. So we're going to start with This Is A Call off their first album, Foo Fighters. Um... This is a call is the first song on their first album. Ooh. Um, so was it their first ever release? Yeah. So their first Ooh. song that anyone has ever heard by the Foo Fighters Ooh. is this. Um, and I don't know how much of the history of this album you know, but this was right after Kurt Cobain passed away. Ooh. Um, so and Dave Grohl, definitely some history to it. And Dave Grohl recorded every instrument on this album himself. Oh, yeah. So he plays every instrument on this song and every other song on the project. Um, and yeah, he titled it what Foo Fighters to Remain Anonymous. So that was Ooh. it. So here's This Is A Call by Foo Fighters. Let's get it.
right. That was this is a wow. call. All I can say. Wow. Yeah. Have oh. you heard that song before? No, that's my first time ever hearing that one. Yeah. Yeah. And your thoughts? Um. Wow. <laughs> to be real, like, I it just sounds it has. Excuse me. Such a good blend of his, his vintage sound, mm-hmm. but it's the good thing about Foo Fighters and specifically Dave Grohl is he never changed anything about his music. It's mm-hmm. like, no, absolutely, and that's a perfect example of him like at first with the, the just like the origin story, and it's keeping the same kind. I of completely agree. Throughout. Like you could fit that album, or you could fit that song on an album like In Utero, yeah, or, like Nirvana, and I think uh-huh. it would fit in perfectly fine. Of and, like, course. It makes sense because they're of the same period, but it's also, mm-hmm. like you said, he didn't really change much about his style. Um, he just always kind of did his thing. Even though taking, like, he took a, such a new take on grunge, too. Mm-hmm. Like, even if, even so. Yeah, like, Foo Fighters kind of ushered in that wave of, like, post-grunge, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, yeah, and so we can usher in our new wave of grunge to everybody else. Keep it going. <laughs> Sorry go. to take over the uh, maestro of your show here. No, there you go. I mean, it's, it's your show now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get off. Um, <laughs> this was the change that they were subjected to. <laughs> yeah, this is the subject to change we were talking about. <laughs> um, all right, next up, we're going to do a two-parter. So one of Rory's choices was the song Doll, uh-huh. her second album, The Color and the Shape, which I regard as their second best album. But okay. one of my favorite albums, period. Absolutely. Fantastic Absolutely. project. But then, since that's the intro track on The Color and the Shape, mm-hmm. we're then going to lead directly into the Monkey Wrench, which oh, is the second yes. song on the album. Yes, sir. Um, what a classic. And yeah, it's just a good time. Is there anything you want to say about Doll? We well, play? Doll has a special place in my heart because it's actually... So for a long while, I was listening to the Foo Fighters my parents didn't actually know. Not like I was keeping it away from them. Mm-hmm. Not like I was like sh- shelling myself off in my room and being like, no, you don't understand me. This is my music, <laughs> mom and dad. Right. But like, um, I just had not, like my music change had changed, had changed drastically since I entered high school. Mm-hmm. And um, like, we were just in the car one day, me and my dad went away to school and he was playing some of his music and Doll came on by the Foo Fighters. And I was like, you listen to the Foo Fighters, Dad? <laughs> it's like and he's like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I dabble a little bit. Because my dad's like a big CCR guy. He's like a big 60s dude okay. when it comes to music. And he introduced me to a lot of John Fogarty and, and like Fleetwood Mac and mm-hmm. that kind of genre. Um, but then he hit me with Foo Fighters well, in a just random day on my way to school because I had like a 25-minute commute to school. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I was like, whoa. This completely changes my opinion of you. Like, Dad, you, <laughs> you're cool now. Like, like you, you rocked a little bit, but now you rock my socks off. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And like, so this song always makes me think of my dad, and I think it's just such an interesting take, or it's just a, such an interesting kind of song. Not like their others, I would mm-hmm. say. It's I very agree. different and very yeah, definitely more mellow and melodic, more, and just but it's great. But it it's so it just like. I don't you can't even describe it sometimes. Alright, let's just, just so listen good. to it. Let's then. just listen to it. Alright, here's Doll and Monkey Wrench by the Foo Fighters. Hell yeah. You know in all of the time that we've shared I've never been so scared.
was a doll and monkey wrench. Two of their finest pieces of work, I'll be honest. I agree. Like, what a great way to start an album. Very, very much so. Like, and then you get a little bit of My Hero in there, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, that whole project's great. Oh, yeah. Hey, Johnny Park. Uh-huh. Um, and then some other great songs. So definitely, I think, like, if you're going to pick a Foo Fighters album to listen to, there's that is one of the two that I would recommend. Yeah, great for sure. Um, yeah, really no complaints about any of those records. I think they're fantastic. And, like, side note, about that album... This was before, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the individual members of the band, but Taylor Hawkins is their drummer currently. Okay. And this album predates Taylor Hawkins, and they had a different drummer named William Goldsmith at the time. But... William Goldsmith was not up to Dave Grohl's drumming standards. (laughs) Those are some pretty high standards. standards. So William recorded all the songs on this album, but then Dave heard them and re-recorded them (laughs) himself. So on every track on this album, Dave is playing the drums, singing, and playing guitar. Which Insane. then led to William leaving the band. Oh, understandably. <laughs> um, understandably. So. Yeah, um, that's crazy. I did not know that. But yeah, so every song that you love on the color and the shape, that's Dave Grohl. I didn't know Dave Grohl had like a petty side. You know, he just has standards, like and you know, style, like it's like, kind of like unrealistic expectations to a point of like someone uh-huh. living up to Dave Grohl's standards. Well, for like somebody who has been like the lead drummer of Nirvana, the lead oh, drummer yeah, like of Queens the most of the Stone Age, yeah, like, like that kind of dude, like mega. You obviously, if you, I mean, if you start your career out as a drummer and you start your career out as one of the most famous drummers I think that's what he, I mean that's how he set himself apart from all these different artists as his versatility but also just his like amazing talent for just keeping a beat like mm-hmm. and oh, you yeah. see his somebody ridiculous yeah and you see somebody with a little bit of imperfection and you're like mm, I can't rookie <laughs> rookie. <laughs> exactly, rookie you're um, not worthy of my band yeah so but now at this point, with Taylor Hawkins, he considers... David, I don't know if he just says this or not, but he considers Taylor to be a better drummer than he ever was. So That's high that was, praise. That is very high praise. Very high and praise. they very much have like a like brotherhood oh, okay. bond. So, so like what we got? Yeah, but we're getting there. Yeah, we're, we're getting, getting there. there. Yeah. Got to workshop a little bit. A little bit. In 25 more years. <laughs> 25 more shows, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, next up, we have Learn to Fly. <laughs> Um, which, I, if I'm not mistaken, was their first real hit. Uh, yeah, I would agree that, like, Monkey Wrench kind of broke them out. You mm-hmm. know? Monkey Wrench was the one that really, I think that's iconically their first one. That was, like, late 80s, right? 87, I think that one mm-hmm. came out. Like, 90. Oh, 90. Let me check. Let's see. 97. 97. You were 10 years off. But okay, okay. But you I had the, the same, 7 right. Yeah, I had the 7 right, so I'll take it. But, um, um, yeah, obviously, like... I think Learn to Fly is probably their most iconic song. Yeah, you could argue that for sure. And one of their most iconic music videos, too. Yeah, if, I was going to say, if, if you haven't seen music videos to Learn to Fly and then a couple other songs we'll get into, like, please do. It's definitely a fever dream. Like, mm-hmm. I, see that mo- I see that one and I'm like, I would not, I would not think now. this on, like, a sober mind. You know, oh. this is definitely did not come from sober people no. with a sober mind. Or unless they, like, oh, they are, like different beings they're freaking directors whatever they got but like it's so good it's yeah. so funny it's, it's so much really fun it just Jack goes to Black, show. it's with tenacious d too, yeah it's tenacious really d i think is in there too so it's just got so much like it really shows how funny and talented they are i mm-hmm. think and like obviously with that and like i don't know if you're familiar i think you're familiar with big me mm-hmm. that's also that's a really a good, good music video so like yeah they also they kill multiple parts of their game you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying they kill the freaking 
like rock game, but they also kill like the more fun. Yeah, Dave Grohl calls sides. his music videos candy commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Having fun. You know how he holds his drummers to a high standard? He holds his uh, commercial producer or his uh, music video producers to a higher standard. Yeah, very high. Um, all right, yeah, here's Learn to Fly. Here we go. Yeah. 
All right, Learn to Fly. What a oh. fantastic song. Yeah, you can't get much better than that. No. I gotta say, if you honestly haven't fallen in love with the Foo Fighters by the time you hear that song, I don't know what to tell you. I would tell you to turn off this show, but I don't want but you to don't. stop yeah, listening. Yeah. Again, so. <laughs> After the show, you can stop listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Once 10 o'clock rolls around, you're free. Exactly, yeah, you're free. But, yeah, so Learn to Fly, if I'm remembering correctly, so in the wake of their drummer leaving the band, <laughs> they went to Dave's house in Virginia, I believe. Ooh. Just the three of them. So it was Dave, Nate Mendel, the bassist, and mm-hmm. then they had recently acquired Taylor Hawkins, mm-hmm. um, who I think was like on tour with Alanis Morissette or someone before. Interesting. They stole him from Alanis Morissette. <laughs> That's um, a pretty high-quality trade right there. Uh, yeah, no, It's a blockbuster, agree. definitely. But they recorded this album just, like, in his, like, home studio or whatever it is. But, like, it just sounds like a laid-back sort of record, and you totally get that Absolutely. vibe throughout the entire album. Yeah. It's his family man coming out, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, that's, like, one of the... It's definitely one of like their softer, more melodic albums. Yeah, um, that and I totally, I'm all for I it. I totally enjoy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That song you can literally put on anytime, anywhere, mm-hmm. and nobody will be upset with you. Fully agree. Unless they're probably like saying or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Next up, we have times like these on Ooh, their yeah. album One by One. Oh yeah, it's a fantastic song. This is the same album as uh, All My Life, right? Yes. Okay. Which so, is the song they open their shows with, yeah, by the way. Really? That's their opener, and the okay. crowd goes wild. Well, when we go see it, May 22nd. <laughs> yeah, Boston right. Calling line yeah, is looking We're looking. Me. Anybody want to join us? Follow. We, I mean, it's all tentative as of now. Of course. But like, we're definitely thinking maybe just one day. See what the rents can swing. But, like, dude, I would kill mm-hmm. to go see them live. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think they got... Rage Against the Machine and Red Hot Chili Peppers the days after. Like, come on now. Yeah. Um, like, we're not... We're, you're born in 2000, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. So, like, we're both not 90s babies, but we're 90s babies. <laughs> <laughs> you know? This was yeah. our time. At heart, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, here's times like these. Hell yes.
these you give and give again it's times like these you learn to love again it's times like these time and time Um, all right, next up we have End Over End off In Your Honor. So Ooh, are I'm you not, familiar with I this? I am one? not familiar with You're this one. You're not. Okay, so In Your Honor is probably the album most well known for Best of You. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. That's what I was going to ask, actually. Yeah, so yeah. when, like, in general, when I'm compiling these playlists for the show, I try not to only play the hits. Mm-hmm. I try to play some deeper cuts. Yeah, I like that too. Um, that maybe less people are exposed to. Like, it's hard when you're doing, like, a Foo Fighters special not to play some hits because you want to kind of give the representation of like what has made the band become as popular as they have. And they just have so many hits. Yeah, Yeah, right. Um, But, so like songs like Learn to Fly and Monkey Wrench and times like these actually are all like fairly popular Foo Fighters songs. Yeah, iconic songs songs for End over End on the other hand I think is a much lesser known song. Um, Yeah, I definitely haven't heard it. I'm pretty sure it's the last song in, In Your Honor and I think it's just a fantastic really and like you can sort of see the progression over these last three albums you can sort of see where the Foo Fighters are going mm-hmm. um, and it kind of leads directly into their more contemporary work yeah, here we go so yeah here's Time Sleep or I'm next ex- here's End Over End I'm excited burn all the candles out make a wish but not
first time hearing. What are your thoughts? That might be my new favorite one by the... <laughs> that one just overtook me, you know? Yeah. The, especially, like, uh, I know you guys didn't hear because you were too busy listening to that groove, but the minute that bass line hit, you Crazy. weren't kidding. You were not kidding. Crazy. That was different. Yeah, I remember the first time I heard that. I think I was in middle school when I first listened to this album. And, like, that, like you said, when the bass and the drums come in after he does, like, that guitar riff and sings mm-hmm. for a little bit for, like, the first minute or so of the song, mm-hmm. it's crazy. And I think I was wearing headphones or something, like, Yeah, it's, like, a shockwave yeah, through you. Yeah, absolutely. It's, like, because you have that, like, easy melodic, like you're saying, beat, like, for the beginning. It's, like, all very, like, nice and relaxed and calm. And then it just goes... <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Hello. Mm-hmm. Phase shift. Absolutely. So, yeah. Definitely one of their lesser-known songs that I feel like more people should know about. Yeah, it should definitely be one of their more well-known. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be real. Here you go. See, yeah. I already converted one. <laughs> <laughs> Once you have me, it's it's over. Not too far. Yeah. There you go. Um, all right, next up, we have The Pretender. Ooh. Off Echoes, Silence, Patience, and Grace. What a great album. Um, so, yeah, the, again, like, I'm trying not to play all their hits, but it's kind of inevitable that I have mm-hmm. to play some. And The Pretender is arguably one of their biggest songs yeah. ever. This, yeah, this is, that one is definitely unavoidable. Mm-hmm. This is also a very epic music video. To yeah, music video absolutely. Like, With, like, one. the SWAT team comes oh, in. Yeah. And, like, it's and crazy. all the red paint and mm-hmm. all that shit. It's just, like... It's crazy. It's crazy. It's... Yeah, so Echo Science, yeah. Patience, and Grace, I know that a lot of the members of the band weren't as happy with it as they wanted to be because it was, like, so, like, finely tuned and edited. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one of their more, like, contemporary It's, like, albums. pristine, yes. yeah. Much more um, Which will lead us into their next album after we play this song. Mm-hmm. Um, but their next album is a direct um, response to that sort of, like, clean Ooh, um, like that. production that they use. So here's The Pretender. Hell yeah.
Yeah, it's like a red backdrop. I don't know if it actually has, like, it's full of, like, I don't know if it's, like, a tank of liquid or something. I'm sure they filmed it. Yeah, whatever the case may be. Um, As soon as that, like, huge, um, like, end of the, like, you have that, like, kind of calm progression, and then it hits. Around 3.30. Yeah, and then that final second hits, or, like, that final big, like, kind of, whatever, like, chorus hits. Um all that freaking paint flies off mm-hmm. and it's like they're decked out and there's like a they're soaking wet and yeah and it's like it's just so weird it's, mayhem. it's so cool it's absolute mayhem exactly and the the walls of the rock you room up here yeah, we are currently reside yeah in a bright red room so we were really hoping that we would get drenched as well if we were listening to that song but i think we need to sing a little louder alas <laughs> <laughs> maybe we need to get i mean they were just in the studio so maybe we need to get in touch with them about That's a little true. bit of uh, 
logistics going on over here. Yeah, but. I'll call up Dave. <laughs> see. Um, yeah, great song. Fantastic song. Um, all right, next up we have Rory's second pick. Oof, and my um, personal favorite. And your personal favorite. So Rory picked... I t- I, when I texted Rory yesterday, like, adds two songs to the list, I was like, we're going to be doing one song per album. And Rory... This is how I know he's a real Foo Fighters fan. He picked songs from their two best albums. Oh, thank you, thank so, you. So, Rope is off of their album, Wasting Light, which very well might be my favorite album ever. That's up there. Yeah, that's definitely up there. That's, to me, a perfect project. And that was my introduction to them, because I remember in 2011 when this dropped, I was out in California with my parents Ooh. on a road trip through, like, the Redwood Forest, and, like, whenever I had downtime, I was listening to this. Yeah. Um... So, almost 10 years later now, I'm still listening to this album. You haven't stopped, yeah. Um, and awesome. absolutely love it. Yeah. Uh, so, and even on last, or no, two episodes ago when I did my best of the decade, I played Walk off of Wasting Light, which is... Walk is good. Is a fantastic yeah. song. Walk but you good. chose Rope, so why did you choose mm-hmm. Rope? Um, I think Rope is their one of their coolest songs. I, I think. would agree. Oh, I thought you said I don't agree. I was like, what? No, I would agree. <laughs> Trying to start a war here. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, Rope is just, it's so interesting. It's so different from what they usually do. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a tribute back to what they originally did beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, I, I never knew that Wasting Light was kind of like a, re, a reversion back to what they originally were doing before uh, Echoes, Silence, I think mm-hmm. Pain, whatever. Patience and Grace. Patience and Grace was like more processed. Yeah. In fact, this entire album is recorded on tape. In Dave Grohl's garage, so there is no editing. Oh my! So dude, everything you're hearing that. is exactly as it was played, and, and there's incredible. no touching it up. There's no like computer uh-huh. or anything. That's awesome. So yeah, that's, that's another awesome. reason to love this project. Yeah, and I mean, you can love every single one of uh, Foo Fighters' projects. Like I'll, I'll allow that definitely. Mm-hmm. But this one, I think, or just this song is like, I don't know, it just hits me different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just like it. Hits at so many different things so well. It's definitely a two headphone ex- two headphone experience. Yeah, there's all this weird distortion going which on, which is important. I think a lot of good songs utilize different parts of the stereo, the, yeah. your the stereo as well as your ear, mm-hmm. um, and just it's such. It, I can't emphasize how like much of a, like it's a different, but it still does everything that they do right. Mm-hmm. I would say. Couldn't agree more. Thank you. All right, here's Rope mm-hmm. off Wasting Light. Here we go. i 
Can't really go wrong with that one, I gotta say. No. I mean, hearing that in studio, I'll, admittedly, I haven't listened to that song in particular in a couple months, and that song is... That's now it. Now you're gonna be listening to a whole lot more, right? <laughs> That is yeah. absolutely it. Like, every member of the band is doing their respective thing on that. Taylor Hawkins with the mm-hmm. amazing, like, drum solo oh, midway yeah. through. Chris Shiflett, who I don't know if we mentioned before, but he joined the band somewhere mid through their discography. Mm-hmm. Um with a really good guitar solo, and also they have Pat Smear in the band at this point, too, who Name was briefly in Nirvana. Okay. Um, Excuse me. Well, for like the brief, I don't know, year or so that they were a quartet, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, so just like you said at the beginning of the song, there's all this weird distortion, and that just like speaks to there being three guitars in the band now, oh, yeah. all playing off each other, doing yeah, different good, individual yeah, I didn't things. Yeah, really think about that. Yeah, so... The cool... I, the also thing I love about that song is just the fact that... I mean, I'm a big cowbell guy in any single track, mm-hmm. and, like, I love just... It's so subtle. Like, yeah. if you're not really keen on listening to the song itself, you probably won't pick it up. Mm-hmm. But there's just that one small cowbell hit right in the middle of the drum solo, and it's, like... It's just so the freaking cool. To detail. Yeah, it's just so cool. And that drum solo is amazing, too. I love how they're... Able like this, I think this is the quintessential song that you're talking about when um, they they feel like they're choppy sometimes, mm-hmm. like they 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 have some sort of choppiness to them, but it flows just so well that yeah. you never recognize it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They just transition from like verse to chorus to solo to yeah. chorus, it's, whatever it is. It's, it's crazy. so effortless. Yeah. It's like they, it. I mean, it's like they've been doing this for twenty five years. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Go figure, like, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, that's a great song. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, good pick on that one. Thank you. Yeah. All right. I so, mean, this has all been good picks. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, it's yeah. pretty hard to go wrong. <laughs> um, but as we are quickly running out of time, Aww. I don't think we're gonna get to their two latest albums. But I'll talk about them briefly, and mm-hmm. then we'll get into one final song by them. The most important so, one, I have to say. The mo- it's definitely my favorite song, mm-hmm. maybe ever. Um, <laughs> ever long. Ever long. <laughs> But um, before that, the next album after Wasting Light was Sonic Highways. Very good. Um, yeah, which I really enjoyed, yeah, actually. I listened to it in full, and I was very impressed. Did you Okay, did you see any part of the HBO series that accompanied it? I didn't, but I watched, like, a little bit of... Like, I remember specifically them talking about the looking for a dime and found a quarter line. Like, right. I remember that. that was... I'm pretty sure that was, like, uh, it, was some, it was the Chicago episode. I can't remember yeah. who, which fan. But basically, the premise of this album is that there are eight songs, and the Foo Fighters travel to a different city and studio for each of the eight tracks. Interesting. And the idea behind the album is that the city and the location and the people who live in the city influence the sound of the music. So each song on the album has a slightly different feel uh-huh, in respect to where it was recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, all of the lyrics are taken from interviews, like you just said, The Looking yeah. for a Diamond Found a Quarter, from famous musicians from those cities. Oh, that's so cool. So not only did they make this album, they then made an accompanying HBO series that's like a documentary of the band traveling to each eight city. I'm going to have to go watch that. And I think, yeah, if you're like, even just like for the appreciation of music, like Foo Fighters are not like that is something I think Mm -hmm. a lot of with such an iconic band taking so many, like just steps to promote music in general Mm -hmm. and take going the lengths. I think, yeah, everybody needs a little bit of that in their life, no matter what genre of music. Absolutely. So 
whether you watch one episode or you watch the whole series, I highly encourage you if you have access to HBO or I'm sure there's something on mm. YouTube that you can find, whatever it is. Yeah, come I watch it with me, huh? Come watch it yeah. with Rory. There you go. And then after Sonic Highways, we then got to Concrete and Gold, um, which is their latest album. Yeah, which was good. I liked it too. Not, I don't think it's one of their like highest performing ones. Word. I, I think... Yeah. No, continue. I think I just... I, there are some absolutely great songs on mm-hmm. there. Like, I think... I mean, you have Sky's Neighborhood, which is definitely the one I would have picked off that track. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, Run, incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, Make that's, It Right is really good. That's a good too. one. And then Sunday Rain has Taylor Hawkins singing, which is interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to have to listen to that one again. Yeah, you should. That's one of my favorites off the album. Um, but regardless, I didn't think Concrete and Gold was their most solid work, mm-hmm. but... I know they're scheduled to release an album this year. Oh yeah, um, which I Ooh, I did not know that. Very ready no, for. Exactly. I know that it's done. I just know that they haven't. Oh, they're deciding yes. when to release it. Um, but yeah, that brings us to our final song of the night, mm-hmm. which is Everlong. Oh so, my goodness! Much like Doll and Monkey Wrench, which we played second and third on the mm-hmm. show, this song comes off of the album The Color and the Shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and this could easily be my favorite song ever. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's definitely my favorite love song mm-hmm. in general. I think it's such a different take. I know it was about his uh, breakup with his first wife. wife I, th- right? I think, yeah. yeah, it was right after his divorce, I'm pretty uh-huh. sure. So it's obviously got some substantial meaning to him. But, like, just... It's, it's, one, of the, it's one of those songs that really emphasizes the transitions and one of the just... just I think it's his best lyrical song, too. I would agree. It's just, like, the fact... I mean, love is literally about being so in harmony with somebody that, like, when you sing with them, the music sounds perfect. Mm-hmm. That's exactly and that's what the song. Yeah. yeah, and it's just, like, that's a perfect embodiment. Yeah, it's and beautiful. so, if anybody's trying to love me, that's what we're going to end up doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Here's everyone. <laughs>
What a fantastic song. Yeah, what a beautiful way to end the show, too. Mm -hmm. Because this show will be continuing on ever long. Ever long. Yeah, (laughs) as long as I'm here, this show's going on. there we go. Um, So, yeah, that does it for us. Roy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This was one of the best shows I think I've ever made. Oh, I appreciate (laughs) that. Even better than most of mine. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. Um, for those who don't know, Rory has his own show going on tomorrow I at 5, do. Wednesdays at 5, Everything Under the Sun. That's Anything you is. want the people to know? Um, formerly known as Vibe Check with Rory, but that got a little too cringy, so we switched <laughs> up. But um, my show is definitely a little bit more uh, scattered about. I don't really have a, like a set playlist that I stroll out there, but it's just something to listen to, something to have fun to. I'll talk about the music, I'll talk about what it means to me, that kind of thing. I'll always have some special guests. So if you're a fan of even Xander, too, it'll be on shortly. So, I'll be there. Yeah, it'll be really fun. Um, but this was even more fun. So thank you so much, dude. I really yeah, appreciate it. No, I really appreciate having you. Yeah. All right, yeah, that does it for us here. You know what it is. Subject to change every Tuesday at 9. Um, I look forward to doing this again next week. Oh, yeah, shout out to Xander's dad, too, for introducing him to his music and then just <laughs> have, making Xander, you know what I mean? Yeah, thanks for listening, dude. All right. See you, everyone. Bye-bye.